guys. Welcome to Shelter Island, the podcast, where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. I'm joined here by my best bud, Mason Coleman. How you doing this week, man? Yeah, I'm very good, mate. How you doing? I'm doing just fine today. Uh, this week, we are joined by a true duo, uh, Miss Amy Finley and Emma Toll. How you guys doing Woo-hoo! today? Hey, how are we all? <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners. Um, and any of the ones who can understand me for my accent <laughs> during this podcast, but these guys are all used to it. Yeah, so uh, I am the only American in this call right now. Uh, Amy Very and Mason, Good Amy and Mason are from the UK and Emma's from Ireland. Um, so I, of course, I've gotten the chance to sort of visit all of you guys um, and you and we met at camp. So you guys got to sort of come and see what it's like on my end. Um, so I guess what I kind of just want to hit the ground running is sort of your background story of camps, like how you guys heard about camp, what kind of gravitated you to come to the US and sort of do what you guys did. So um, I had been thinking about summer camps from I was about 18. I'd been looking at all of the different companies to go through and I'd started applying when I was 18 and then I kind of thought I don't know if I'm ready to go away from home so I waited another couple of years until the summer just before I was 21 and I was like no I think I'm ready I'm ready to fly the nest so (laughs) um my journey for camp was I applied with AmeriCamp and I started looking up all the different camps I wanted to go to I knew I was going to go to a camp fair in London and I looked up all the camps that were going and I wrote down my top three camps and Chippenhall was my number one on my list. Don't know why, but it was just, the camp just jumped out at me straight away when I was looking at all the different camps online. Got to the camp fair in London and I mean, I interviewed for every single camp there. No, <laughs> no, no, nobody wanted me. Um, so the line for Chippenhall had been super long. I was just like, "Mm, there's no point. Everywhere else has said no to me. So come the end of the day, I phoned my mom. I was like, no, no, I'm not getting to camp. Like, that's it. Nobody wants me. But I was like, there's nobody at Chippenhaw now. Let's go. Let's go have a chat, see how they're doing. (laughs) Went over and it was Justin and Josh. And we just like chatted for maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, I was just like, so are you guys going to hire me or not? And they just kind of both <laughs> laughed and were like, Very yeah, bold. yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll take you on. So that was back in 2014. Wow. Wow. And did you apply straight as a specialist or you thought that you were maybe going to do a general counselorship or something like that? No, I applied straight as a as a specialist counsellor. So I had wanted to do something either in the drama departments or something in the media departments. Obviously, my first job, to use no, was the camp photographer. So I started out doing that. And then for the next two summers, did social media. So I always wanted to do something artsy rather than general counsellor. Mm-hmm. And then Amy, you kind of did something artsy too, right? Yeah, that wasn't my plan though. Um, <laughs> when I when I signed up, I wanted to coach gymnastics or trampolining. Um, oh, that's wow. like that was just my job at the time. Um, but then I remember when I was looking on AmeriCamp, 
on like the drop down list I was just looking at all the skills that they sort of list and saw stained glass on there and I was like hold on I know how to do that um, <laughs> do. That, that was my job when I was like 15 so I was like oh go on then I'll, I'll put it on the list um and then I guess what a weird job a, to have at 15 quite years a rare old skill <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this woman in my village makes like well I don't live there anymore uh but she makes like stained glass windows and little ornaments and stuff um and she kind of knew my mum and she was looking for a little helper and she was like Amy want to do it and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get me some money um so yeah, that was my job for a few years. Got like six pound an hour for it. I could do it in front of my TV. Not bad. Um, so then, yeah, I just put it on the list and then they found me. I had a little meeting with TP. Um, oh, of course it was TP. Yeah, but funny, it was really weird because he ended up being from like five minutes away from me. Mm-hmm like i was from this little village called breach of green and then he's from luton which is like literally five ten minutes it's a small Um, one yeah and we got a few mutual friends and it was a very weird little connection um but yeah that's always kind of crazy how you just sort of meet people that you would have never really met and you're like oh i live five minutes away or oh we go to the same uni and we've never seen each other it's madness yeah, that, that's the thing like, i think i said that last time like um for, for me when i went to camp of course we, we, we knew steph fr- from camp and then when we were talking about different unis i found out that the whole year that she was literally living in the room opposite me like across no the way. Way. <laughs> I never didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So like um again, we were just talking about unis. Like, where do you go to? I go, I'll go to Trent. Oh, I'll go to Trent too. Well, where do you stay? Gill Street South. Oh, I stay at Byron. And literally our room was directly opposite, like opposite the road the whole yeah. year. Didn't even know who she was at all. And go however many thousand miles away and then become close friends from there. Like oh, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I never knew that. Wow. <laughs> Stuff that's like that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, um, that's mad. If I could just chime into what we were talking about before, um, I would probably say of the the three years that I spent with you, uh, probably 2018 was my favorite. Um, at least, it, oh, at, least with, at least, no, 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 no. Let me explain myself. I'm not talking Write about Mason. <laughs> I, I, I'm not talking about with Mason. I'm talking about with the girls. Like because that. of course, because of course that year I was a group leader. So I was able to have a little more freedom to go out with you guys. Whereas That's true, actually. Yeah, you didn't in the past years, I never knew where the specialist night out was because for people that uh, are lucky. Camp, for, <laughs> for people that aren't camp people, you sort of split up the nights off. So you get uh, a night and a day off a week and you sort of split up between general counselors and the specialists. So all of the specialists have off on one night. Uh, and then that's sort of our lazy day back at camp. So when we have no activities and we just hang out and the specialists, uh, there were always stories about what they did and how it was wild and how you had to go out on a specialist night out. But of course I was always a general counselor. So I was never able to go out with you guys because I was always on duty when you guys were out. Finally, when I was a group leader, I was able to go out with you guys. And probably one of the most memorable times was <laughs> that camping trip that we did. Where did he go? His mom came. His yeah. mom came. Oh, yeah, he rocked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Going on a camping trip. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good night. 
and that was yeah. great. And then th- there was also that other time we went to like Happy Days and we were playing all oh those games gosh. and it was just, oh my gosh, I fell off of a and hammock and had a hammock. big bruise on my ass. I thought you broke oh. your back. <laughs> for, for like five minutes after the hammock fell, everyone was like, are they okay? We <laughs> laugh, do we not? Do we call an ambulance? <laughs> what do we do? Oh my God. Yeah, oh, so that, yeah. that was probably, at least in terms of seeing you guys, that was probably my favorite. Um, uh, I think the thing is, every summer is so different. And when I think back on them all, they all have their own stupid memories. And like each right. year is different because, you know, the, you have the people that only come for one year and mm-hmm. don't don't come back. So every year is obviously going to be different. But I think you're right. I think for me, third year, um was definitely my favorite as amy says by that stage like we knew the ropes we knew what we were doing like how to do the job how to you know work the different rules of camp and um and how to get away with things maybe a little bit more (laughs) so yeah what is your your favorite camp memory it can it can be from a day off it can be from a trip it could be from anything you know what there's I mean there's a ridiculous amount but one thing that really sticks in my head I think just because you mentioned the nights off do you remember the rave cave (laughs) (laughs) I was freaking out (laughs) wait what is the rave cave I'll tell you why I'm freaking out okay (laughs) I'll tell you why I'm freaking out because I booked a room like for the three years that I went out nights at Monty, I never got to sleep in a bed. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to secretly book a room. I'm right not going to tell anybody about it. I'm going to tell like one or two other people. We're going to put our bags in the room. I'm going to lock it. That's it. Nobody I else was is one getting of those in. Special people. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to sleep in a bed tonight. Within half an hour. Every single person was in that room. The lights were out. A disco light was on. Everybody was jumping on the beds and raving. You couldn't and I was like, move for the amount of people. Like I me and like, Tara oh at one point my jumped God. off the bed, like standing right above the aircon, trying to get a bit of fresh air. Like, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. horrible, but amazing at the same time. And I was those- just like, "How is this the rave key of this room that I booked in secret for myself?" <laughs> <laughs> But those are always the best times though. I mean, like there are like two or three rooms all next to each other and it's just, everyone is just jammed into those rooms and it's just, every room is just a different song or a different mm. rave. <laughs> and it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I feel yeah, like what? for the beginning of every night, you spend it sort of the first hour, you're sort of scoping out all the rooms, seeing who's sort of hanging out where, trying to find out what's going on. Where can I um, sleep tonight? Where, where am I going to, what floor am I going to go on? Exactly, exactly. And then you find a crew and you're like, yep, yeah, I'm sticking yeah. in. And then eventually everyone ends up there. Like, <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. I think my standout memory, and somebody's going to have to have to tell me what year this is because I cannot think. We were in Pinkies, um, which that was a year bar. two. Oh. Year two was Pinkies, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So we're in Pinkies, <laughs> yes, and it's pre-camp, and Alex was singing um, Castle, oh, 
like castles in the sky. It? it was Mr. It Brightside. <laughs> oh, was was it Mr. Brightside? That was when the floor caved in, yeah. When yeah. the floor caved in, and everybody was just singing and like having such a good time, and then the floor fell through, and nobody cared that the floor of the bar was like <laughs> falling through because we're all just singing Mr. Brightside, and everybody was so happy because the children hadn't arrived yet, and we weren't burnt out. <laughs> um, so I think for me that's probably one of my favorite memories i i know i loved friends the bar but that summer we had a really good time at pinkies we I, think did. That's the, I think that's the thing that actually crushed pinkies like, i don't think it was ever the same since that floor broke i don't I think they never right. opened they never opened back up actually yeah they no. did we went the whole summer they did we went every saturday night and we really? used to swim we used to swim in the lake every saturday night and drink and then we'd drinks. sit on the little deck and watch the sunset and eat a load of ribs yeah, Wait, it, I it did not time. know that there was a specific yeah. Pinkies crew, and there was maybe <laughs> yeah. twelve of us. Exclusive Very crew. exclusive. Uh, okay. <laughs> See, I, I, I was a Billy loyalist, so if he ever caught me anywhere but Friends, I would be dead. We went to Friends every other night of the week that we were allowed, but Saturday yeah. night was Pinkies night, and mm. there was a good crew, and we, I think, we kind of liked it because it was just a set. Saturday night crew and we had a good time and then you know it, it was never mad it was, it was just a really mad. relaxed evening before yeah. we had to go back the next well that night so yeah. it's quite a nice thing having like with with the madness and wildness of what Monty is and how mm-hmm. the circuit is have a nice chill night I think every after, every now and then it's actually quite nice Definitely. and then I I find it interesting because at least uh for the the one year that I actually got to travel with you guys after camp um, you you kind of like take those times where you're just kind of chill, but like drunk or you're in Monty or whatever. And like, that's the times that you like plan your travels really and like find your crew, yeah. right? I um, can't remember how our, like how that year we all got together. I don't remember I think how it, that happened. I approached I you guys. just said they would buy a van and everyone that was, was me. like, yeah, that sounds like a Haimo thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think me, me and Haimo kind of brainstormed the idea from our bunk, didn't we? And we thought, right, yeah. well, we want as many people on this as we can. And then we yeah. just thought, well, we'd reach out to, to kind of those closest to us saying, obviously, Jaime, you reached out to the girls and uh, what a time. <laughs> what yeah, a time that was. I, I, I know like, at least for you guys, like immediately you're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, you're buying a van, sure. <laughs> I know like some people I would literally just walk across campus and like in passing, I'd be like, you want to go to California and buy a van? And they'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they ended up on our trip. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, that's why we had so many people. They couldn't even fit in the van by the end of it. <laughs> I actually, I found a video like maybe the other day. Um, I was going through all my snap memories. I was like, "What is this video?" And it's just the twelve of us crammed in a van playing Tokyo Drift. Like, none of the boys are wearing t-shirts because, like, it's so hot. There's no air conditioning. Caleb's, like, fanning himself with a newspaper and Tokyo Drift's just playing in the background. The van is the furthest thing from anything from Fast and Furious. <laughs> what were the highlights of your travels after camp? Because that's sort of where the fun ramps up. Like, when you're oh, yeah. when, when you're done with okay. camp, you got, you're, you're rich, in quotes, you're rich. I won. I was broke as hell. Yeah, you had yeah I had to yeah. pay for your whole California trip after yeah, no. you worked. Right, I owe you back, big time. Come on. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like you, like you girls mentioned earlier on, you lot went with AmeriCamp, right? And yeah. uh, I don't mean to out the people who I went with, but I went with USA Summer Camp, and they basically pulled my pants down. 
took all my money, basically, yeah. So literally, I worked the whole summer and got about four and a quid. This is why you do your research, mate. Yeah, I did. I, I literally walked into the Howard. move. I know, wrong and poor for me, that. I'm better than that. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, so I was what, broke. So what trips kind of stood out to you guys? I, I've got to say, I think my favourite was third year. Yeah, third year, I think I'm going to agree with Amy. We drove it's, from New York to Nashville um, via via the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> then we went from Nashville to, well, we drove to Vegas? Georgia. No, oh, no, right. we went to Cuba. And then from Cuba, I flew to Orlando and then to Miami and went to the Bahamas. But you flew. We went to Mexico. You went to Mexico. So we did Cancun, and then me and Kerry decided we went. We wanted to go to Tulum, um, <laughs> and then us three, me, you, and Kerry, met up in Vegas. Vegas for what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We were stuck in the room with the smell of Emma's sick for two days. Oh, <laughs> no. Essentially, that's my only memory. <laughs> But then we went to Hawaii. Then we went. Oh no! Hang on, hang on. After after Vegas, we took a bus to Santa Monica, and we stayed on a boat with this like oh, really yeah. strange host. That's yeah, we did. Cool. We, we, we did that like, on couch surfing. And oh my god, how was that? It was. We weird. had to wash his boat. Yeah. <laughs> that was your form of payment. He had. He had two. That was our form of payment. Would you? And he was like, "Oh, you know, stay for free. That's all cool." We're like, "Great." And then he's like, "If you wash my boat." I'm like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most dodgy thing I think I've ever heard. So we all got our bikinis on and um, pretended it. we were living it up, but really we were just washing this man's boat for him. <laughs> Obviously, I've never been to Cuba because Americans can't really go to Cuba, which is one of the reasons why I didn't go with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, hey, how was that? Because, like, I, I guess, like, you never really told me, like, in depth about, like, what it's like. Like, I, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners and stuff, like, haven't even thought about going to Cuba. It's the sort of thing I Cuba still look back is... at our... Oh, go. <laughs> Sorry. I still look back at our pictures and I'm like, wow, like, that's amazing. Cuba is sort of like stepping back in time it's it's like nothing's changed there in 50 years and I think I think I was quite nervous before going to Cuba I didn't really know what to expect I thought it was going to be quite dangerous um just because I really didn't know much about the country and I was so so surprised it was such a good trip it was such a good few days and it's definitely somewhere that I want to go back to I felt so safe walking on the streets during the day safer than I felt in New Orleans for example like I really didn't like New Orleans at all did not feel safe there walking about during the daytime whereas Cuba I don't know it's just a different way of life like people are sitting in their doorways playing chess there's kids out on the street like the the boys went to get a haircut in a barber's which was literally in somebody's front room of their house and <laughs> it's just I don't know it's a slower way of life and it was nice I 
I could I definitely go back to Cuba. I'd like to see we just went to Havana. Um, so I would like to see more of the country and see outside Havana. And I'd like to go to like a proper dancing club and, <laughs> and get to see what their real nightlife has to offer. But we went with a group of maybe nine or ten of us. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a really good group. Um we did like an old car tour and just we really just walked the streets and just seen what Havana had to offer. But I would definitely recommend it to anybody. It's not, it didn't feel unsafe at all in any way. They, I think they're really welcome into tourists because they rely very much on tourism for, for some of their incomes. That's great. I remember like, it was just so hard to find things. Like, I remember one night we just wanted to find some drinks and yeah, that's it true. took us like an hour. We were just wandering around the streets, wow. any shop we went in, nothing. And we ended up getting them from some like just little woman in our house. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'll give you drinks. It was so weird. But I remember like they, I remember one day we were sitting out eating lunch, like just in some little cafe or something. And down one of the roads, people were moving into a house or like an apartment and they were just like hoisting everything up with a rope like from the outside yeah. up and through the window <laughs> that is mad that's crazy mad. i can't wait to go back mm-hmm. right then guys you know what time it is it is of course beer of the week and uh yeah this week in honor of saint paddy's day me and Hymo thought well in in, in, tr- in dedication to you emma we thought we'd get ourselves a lovely pint of Guinness. Um, so we've got one in. And your can looks a lot different to mine, Imo. Yours this is, is very shiny. It's shiny, very mate. shiny. Mine's very matte. Very boring. Yeah. Very boring. And, and uh, <laughs> Emma, what are you going for there? Um, I am on the very exquisite Strongbow Dark Fruit Cider. (laughs) I like Strongbows. I don't want to be it. So so what Emma's got there is basically the nice version of what I drank a few weeks ago. So I drank the (laughs) the Aldi's version of that. I think it's called... You know, it's not bad. I don't mind that. To be fair, it is a cheap way for a night out, isn't it, really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Amy, what are you going for? I have gone for, I just got a few beers from Aldi, right? This is the Blood Orange IPA. Fair play. Top notch. They, they have a, a, a lot of range of IPAs there, don't they? They're decent. I've got a few more downstairs, so I'll let you know in the next half. <laughs> right, should we uh, crack these open then, guys? Oh, God. Oh, that's a fizzy one. That was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, mine's bubbling up like hell. Oh no. Please oh, tell me you've got like Guinness oh, glasses no, there for them. All over the table. I am a broke college oh, student. No. We can't afford glasses here. Oh, hi, me. What a you mess. Fine to have a pint, pint glass from a bar. <laughs> oh, Mason's got it sorted. See, I've got, I've spilt mine all over my You're table. pouring it wrong, Mason. You're meant to just turn it straight upside down. Well, that. Yep. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. In, in the cans, yeah. you turn it straight upside yeah, down. Yeah, straight upside down. There you if go. you want to get the head on it, Duh. you want to get it like a, like a proper pint. There we go. <laughs> Actually, See, it just that. it just right. feels different drinking it from the can. Yeah, it's not nice, is it? No. Although nothing is like the Guinness that I had when I was actually in Ireland. Emma, you have a luxury. 
Uh, yeah, I wish I could agree, but I just do not <laughs> like Guinness at all. I've been bartending <laughs> for no, I've been I've, bartending I've really for tried. nine years now. You're an Irish lass, and you don't like Guinness. It, yeah, what? and I don't like whiskey either. I'm sorry. Really? Oh, whiskey, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can understand, but Guinness, Guinness is unreal. <laughs> and Amy's just I, making I a face. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just, I don't like any beers at all. And I think when you've worked in old man pubs for so long and you just smell Guinness all day long, it's a no <laughs> from me. To be fair, I, like Guinness hangovers are the worst hangovers ever. Like I remember one time. Because like, they're so heavy. Yeah, a couple of Christmases ago, uh, me and my old college mates went out on the Raz and we just drank Guinness all night and probably had about eight, nine pints, whatever. Oof. That's it. Yeah. And next thing you know, um, I had work the next morning and I was working at a bar at this point. And it was literally like the very first drink I served was a Guinness and I was hung over the fuck. So I was pouring this Guinness out and I could just, just smell it. Oh no. <laughs> I had to go out of the back room. Honestly, it was horrible. Like, That's nasty. Do not, do not that also sits That's in your stomach. That's the worst of my bartending. Yeah. It just lays. It's horrible, isn't it? But- <laughs> the worst thing about bartending is being hungover and having to bartend. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. It is. The worst. <laughs> it, it's just. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll get on to our time in Australia later in the podcast. But I mean, <laughs> I worked in a bar there and I just spent- We led first, very different lives in Australia. Uh, very different lives. <laughs> and I just, I spent the first six months in Australia definitely drunk or hungover and having to return to the, the scene of the crime because we'd always get drunk after work. Having to return to work there, it was just not the one. Not the one. <laughs> On that oh, bombshell, bro. girls, I reckon uh, we'll cheers to that anyway. So, cheers, cheers boys. Cheers, guys. You just can't See, beat Guinness. That's unreal. I, I would have to rate A, an American Guinness, and B, it's in a can. Probably not that high. <laughs> How would you rate it? What would you say? Probably like a 5.5. Whoa, right. So, so you're rating a Guinness lower than a Natty Light. Are okay, you, are you, but are you okay, bro? okay, like, okay, 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 okay. But first of all, first of all, it's been out of my fridge for probably like 40 minutes now. Second of all, it's I'm drinking it from a can. Third of all, we're in America drinking Guinness. Like it's never as good in America, and that's just a fact. Okay, I'll give it that. You will never have a Guinness. Like Ireland in America. That's true. Doesn't happen. That's true. What would you rate your Guinness? Because obviously you're in the UK and you're drinking it from a pint. Yeah. But I've got I've I've luckily got a proper Guinness glass. Which I stole from my pub, obviously. Um, (laughs) I'd probably say seven, eight. You can't go wrong. I'm gonna give you guys, you Guinness drinkers, I'm gonna give you a quiz question. Oh, no. oh, oh this, this is the first. This is. Go on. Okay. So, out of all the countries in the world, what is the country that drinks... So, the third country that drinks the most Guinness? The third most... I, I haven't worded that right at all. <laughs> third, what is the third largest Guinness drinking nation? So, the first would be... Ireland. Second. England. UK, yeah. Okay, right. Is the third the Canada? Third, it is not. Oh, Guinness drinking. Spain. 
Nope. I don't no, think I... any of you will get it. Is but... it really is it really rogue? Um, it's it's very well known, but it's also re- quite random. Australia, no. Germany, no. When do you just want to give up? The Netherlands. Mm-mm. South Africa. No, but it is in Africa. Ooh. Oh. Nigeria. Ding ding ding! Yes, wow. you got it. Wow. So there's okay. your fun fact that. of the day. That is a good fact. Do you guys know what color Guinness is? Very dark brown. <laughs> no. <laughs> Black. Mm-mm. Green. No. I Blue? don't understand. Red. Mason, you got any? Yeah, it's considered red. I'm sorry. Oh, on the, on the Guinness. <laughs> on the Guinness <laughs> website. I'm, I'm not happy about that. That's the same color on as my hair. On the website, it's red. What? It though? Yeah. Nah, seriously. Let, yeah. Go- let me Google this because I just nah. do not we'll believe. Let, we'll let the resident Irish lass in here kind of Google it. That's, <laughs> that, that, there's no way that is red. There is a slight, like, tone it's of weird. it, though. Okay. Ruby red. Ruby mm. red is the yeah, answer. That's, that's, that's very, very subtle. Like, yeah. Mm. Like if somebody I just gives think me it's a ring, or sludge. that color, no. <laughs> yeah, legit. If someone gives if so- me a ring, that color. If somebody gives me a ring, that color, color and they're like, they're like, oh, there's a ruby ring for you. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I brown. think not. I think not. Return that immediately. Why would someone get you a ruby ring? <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Maybe I deserve a ruby ring. <laughs> All right, guys, so we are back on Shelter Island, the podcast. We're here with Amy Finley and Emma Toll uh, talking about our experiences at camp. And you guys even mentioned that uh, you spent a little bit of time in Australia. Uh, So coming from uh, two girls that are from uh, uh, England and Ireland, how was it going to Australia? Kind of what was the process of that? Why did you even want to go in the first place? No, how <laughs> Australia started. I don't know. No, I know exactly how Australia started. Okay, so in our second year of camp, we traveled and um, were good friends with Sheila. And mm-hmm. Sheila had told us that she had got an Australian visa for the next year. And um, me and Amy yeah. were both, both in our final years of university. And I remember phoning Amy one, it was like in October. And we were just both like, oh, like we're over uni, like we're done. What will we do next? Look year? at us both back now. I know. Look at us both back <laughs> in university. <laughs> and we just said, like, we were like, will we just do it? Will we book visas? Like, let's just go. And I remember my mom came into the living room when I was on the phone, and she was like, "You're planning something." I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Who are you in the phone to?" I was like, "Amy." She's like, you're going to Australia, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. she (laughs) know? So, yeah. And then we, I think we maybe booked our visas in the November time. And we had planned, both planned to go back to camp for a third year. And then we would fly straight from camp to Australia. We didn't actually book our flights to Australia until we got like back together at camp. We booked them and booked them during pre-camp. Well, Mm -hmm. we booked flights from Hawaii. in the hope in the hope that we would end up in hawaii we we're like yeah let's just do it throw only 100 
and like $70 or something. Let's just do it. We thought Jetstar was going to be this this fancy airline. It was not. <laughs> it's no one of the easy jet, so but cheap. long haul. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It, was actually, it was really bad, wasn't it? It was, ter- it was terrible. And the guy next to us slept for the entire 10 hours. How do you I remember, remember this like, shit? Because I really needed to pee, and I was like, I'm gonna have to wake this randomer up. Like, I'm like, he is sleeping solidly for this 10 hours, and I was like, I need to get out past this guy. But I was like, Do I climb over him? Like, that's just gonna be awkward. And I remember having to wake him up on this, um, like 10 hour flight near the end of it because I, I just had to get out to go to the bathroom. Because literally, if anybody knows EasyJet, Ryanair. That is exactly what Jetstar was, except it was on a 10 hour flight. Like we didn't even get food included or anything. We our, no. we, we thought we were going to at least get a sandwich. And we both had to like, we had to buy food in the plane. We were like, why isn't there even meals included? Yeah. This is a long haul flight. <laughs> oh, it was. So yeah, how did you once... guys even like get sorted once you got there? So well, in was... Vegas when we sorted a house. Yeah, we. Oh my oh. gosh, yes, we were on a night out in Vegas when we. Drunkenly rent. Emma had messaged a load of people on. There's various like Facebook pages and stuff um, where people advertise for housemates. I think Emma had messaged a load of them, and then one of them replied on our night out. And we were like, "Yeah, we're in." Um, <laughs> and literally, that was it. That was it. Yeah, because I think we'd been traveling around for a bit, like we'd done camp and stuff. We just didn't want to go to a hostel when we first arrived. We just wanted to go straight to a house. So um, I know in some of your earlier podcasts, Haimo, you talk about having a roommate in college. Um, me and Amy were literally sharing a bed. It was a, a mattress bed, it on the floor. <laughs> it, was, it was a mattress <laughs> on the floor. Like there wasn't a wardrobe. There wasn't nothing. It was literally a mattress on the floor and like a laundry basket and a mirror and that yeah. was it yeah it's actually mad long, to think about and how long were you guys living there for so that house was about three months longer than necessary wow. yeah was it, was, wow. that, was, was it a single mattress or a double one it, no it was, it was a, a double mattress and it was oh, actually was so cozy I, like i had such good it was night's a nice sleep. bed it was a really <laughs> yeah. the bad thing was we were working opposite hours so i got a job in a cafe well, we both got jobs within a few days of being there, yeah. didn't we, really? Was it difficult um, to get a job? Or just... Well, it wasn't. We we were lucky, I think. Yeah, we I think we were lucky. I, my first job came a lot easier. Obviously, I stayed for the two years in Australia, and my first job to get was the easiest job to get. So I think I was spoiled whenever I first arrived because I was like, yeah, the rest of Australia is going to be so easy. And it was not like that. We just hit really <laughs> lucky when we first arrived. So then Lots how is it like... Spent? how was it like actually like living life in Australia and like being a working person and like have like sort of like did it feel like you were living there did it or did it feel like you were on vacation I remember saying to Amy the second day we were there we were walking down the street in like the suburb that we live to go get our bank accounts and I was like Amy I feel like we could have lived here our full life and she was like yeah like the south Melbourne was just a really really nice area it was really chilled out it was a lot of people who were just settled and stuff and it was it was just a nice area to live in I love love that area yeah it was perfect Melbourne. and I so I we lived in South Melbourne then a little bit further down was Port Melbourne which is where I worked and that was like maybe you know two minute walk to the beach oh, wow. so it was amazing to start with but then once it got to summer 
like me and the girls I worked with would like work in the cafe in the day then go to the beach for a few hours after work like it's a better way of living <laughs> I miss it <laughs> so what one interesting thing I, I always found right was um of course you girls done a uni course before but you girls never actually went to a graduation so for me I went to graduation uh, in 2019 and arguably it was probably the best one of the best days of my life right just really? everything about every I've not day. heard many people say no. that no, but, no, but for, me, right, for me everything wait don't tell me that I'm supposed to graduate in two months <laughs> I, I've, I've finished two degrees and I've still not graduated from one my mum's got it she just wants a picture <laughs> yeah i think i'll be the same because i don't think i'm getting a graduation this no. year either yeah literally everything about the graduation was like incredible like re- regardless of the whole ceremonies and everything like the whole night out after was just brilliant um y- you girls of course graduate from your your undergrad degree but you done it at camp like what was that like i wouldn't have it any other way really? was that third year that was third year yeah so I think for me because we had already decided to go to Australia it was either spend all summer at home for one day or it was go back and work in New York for a summer and yeah I th- I'm glad I did question, was it, it wasn't like... a question for me no and I like my my uni friends like said I really didn't miss much of a day like the night out was a bit of a letdown after and yeah we had a fun graduation at camp one of the kids wrote us a speech (laughs) some of the kids came and sung songs they played the music in the background yeah (laughs) it was a good time I think so yeah I think it's very much testament to what camp's like though isn't it you know it is yeah yeah you can have these prestigious like milestones really that you, you normally have elsewhere but the fact that you, you guys chose to do it at camp more importantly I think it's that just, says a lot about yeah. the place. Emma's absolutely right in that it wasn't worth missing the whole summer no. um, just to I guess work at home but work in a not as fun job. <laughs> if you guys ever need another American vacation obviously you've all stayed at my house you're welcome to come back. <laughs> yeah Actually, i will I, drink with your mom anytime right which i i was just about to I bring that up Mindy. like <laughs> unreal what a woman <laughs> at least for, and bruce like, are my favorite americans <laughs> no offense <laughs> so okay <laughs> they're mine too it's okay wait so so yeah, obviously amazing. obviously mason was at my house when i was there but um for all you that don't know my parents, my parents would literally welcome in anybody to their home as long as they were friends with me or at least say that they know me. Um, and I know <laughs> Emma and Amy, I wasn't even home. I was back at uni and you both on separate occasions went to my house. I know. Did you Amy, do it parents, as well? I did, yeah. My parents took you to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get a picture one week with and Amy's at the beach days. with my family, <laughs> and the next week I get a Facetime and Emma's having wine with my mom in the backyard. <laughs> I didn't even actually stay over. Your dad, I think, drove me back to the city. I I went to ke- collect my suitcase that was at your house, and um, I had booked a hostel in the city. And your mom was so annoyed. She was like, "Why did you book a hostel? You could have just stayed here." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," but yeah, your dad came and got me. Um, at the train station and then he drove me back up to the city and I just went and we we talked about all our travels and we <laughs> we had a good time I, I have no idea where were you 
I was at uni. I had to go oh, back. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I had something similar as well. So like, of course you went back to, to uni, Haimo, and um, yeah. I literally just left Syracuse. That was like the last place I went to and I had to go get my flight home, but I left my suitcase at yours. Uh, but your dad um, brought it to his office in New York. And at this point I was, I mean, you girls know I was broke as fuck anyways. I got paid. <laughs> you were I broke got, before yeah, we started. Exactly. I, I, got, I, got, I got paid. Fuck all. I was on bare bones of my ass, right? So I literally had nothing left. And I thought, right, I, I had New York for like a couple of days to explore. And I was like, right, I want to go see some of the sites. And I just couldn't afford to do Empire State or anything like that. And um, hi, most dad. Um, Bruce gave me a message. But like, listen, mate, I've got your suitcase. Uh, come to this place and you can come pick it up. So then I went there, there's this massive skyscraper, right? And then I walk in, I, I said, oh yeah, come and see Bruce. Oh yeah, come to this floor. So I then got sent up in this elevator. I got to the top, got there and like, so, oh yeah, yeah suitcases in there. And as I went to go get my suitcase, I had a view across the whole of Central Park. Oh <laughs> my God, you jammy like, And I was like, sweet, I didn't need the Empire State after all. <laughs> <laughs> And next thing I got my suitcase open up and I got all the dirty clothes in and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Polar opposites. Well, that's I tell you what, we did a kind of similar thing in that I'm pretty sure you were there, Em. Or it might have been... I think, right, so I think it was after Mexico. Me and Kerry flew back into Vegas. We were thinking about doing a trip to the Grand Canyon, but we literally flew over it in the plane. And we were like, well... That's that. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I've seen it. That's fine. What's that? Grand Canyon? Yeah, complete it, mate. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> done. Has anyone else flown over it? I mean, lots of people. But... Doesn't look so grand to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a canyon. <laughs> but it looks kind of dirty. Is that just the window? Or... I don't know. <laughs> well, for anyone listening, obviously, you're always welcome to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, all of then, the listeners or just me and Amy and Mason? <laughs> well, you guys get priority. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'll take it. And then obviously while we're talking about all the places we've been and the traveling, we have to bring up uh, Emma's new blog that she started. So if you could tell us a little bit about the passport pages, that would be awesome. So the passport pages, well, as you've just heard, I'm doing a master's. Um, my master's is in marketing this year so for one of our modules we had to create a blog and we had to analyze how we marketed that blog and how we drove traffic to it so for me the most natural thing to write about really was my traveling I had lots of pictures lots of things to say so yeah that's when the passport pages was born okay so then obviously how we always sort of end these episodes are uh, now that we've been having guests on the last few episodes, we sort of want to turn to you guys for any last sort of uh, quotes that you have, any things that sort of stick out to you that you want to sort of spit out there. Uh, so what do you guys kind of want to put on the spot? I think, uh, well, it's just what's worked for me and what has worked for us as a pair is literally just as soon as you want to do something, do it. It's not about second guessing, is it? It's just... You know, if you fancy going to Australia, book it. You know, like, what's the worst that can happen? That's my words of wisdom. If you fancy skipping your graduation, do it. Do it. <laughs> do <laughs> it. Just, if there's whatever, I don't think I regret anything about our traveling. 
and the times we've had like you just like some of the countries and places we went to I never even looked up before mm-hmm. whenever we went to Cuba it was just like oh we're going to Cuba let's book a flight <laughs> didn't look it up didn't know anything about it you just went so that's the best know. thing to do it though like you don't go into it with any expectations you know what happens happens anything's a bonus isn't it Right. exactly so there are our words of wisdom just say yes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well thank you guys so much for coming on with us today uh it's thank you always for great having us. of yes, course thank it's, you it's always great to speak with you guys um obviously everyone tune in on sunday to uh, view our episodes each week uh, mason do you have anything else to say uh, not too much, Simon, mate. No, um, girls, thank you ever so much for joining us. It's great to have uh, the first duo of guests on the podcast. It's always good to see. And, uh, yeah, just keep on tuning to Shelter on the podcast. We've got a lot of exciting stuff planned. And, uh, yeah, girls, once more, thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome and good luck with it all, guys. Can't wait to hear and can't I'm wait loving to it, see boys. who your guests are going to be. Obviously, no one will top us, but second <laughs> try. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too, boys.